Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcasts. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses, from your professional life to your emotional health. You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 podcast. I'm Suzanne Kearns, Mom and Dot 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 writer, LGBTQ and sex ed advocate. And today I am a gutter guard researcher because the excitement never ends at the Kearns house. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm Missy Stevens, Mom and Dot 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 writer, foster child advocate. And this week I am also living the homeowner dream, Suzanne. I'm cleaning windows and washing pollen off of everything. Wow. Are you doing it yourself? A lot of it myself. Yeah. Just a little bit at a time. I think we have the windows that technically we're supposed to be able to like flip inside so you don't have to like go up to the second floor. But we have this really amazing lady called Gwendolyn. It's like Gwen or she's Gwendolyn, but she turned it into Gwendo. <laughs> and I love her. So I may need to call Gwendolyn. Well, she only does it when we're selling a house, but oh, someday, yeah. <laughs> someday I'll clean a house that I'm going to live in. <laughs> Oh, but this week, we are so excited to have Sarah Hart Unger on the show. And Sarah really makes her ellipses count. So she's a doctor, a pediatric endocrinologist, to be specific, uh, mom of three, a blogger who actually writes on a daily basis. We're going to yeah. talk about that. That yes, blows my mind <laughs> and has not only one, but two podcasts. And yeah, you can find her blogging literally daily at the shoebox shubox.com and on her podcast, Best Laid Plans. And also she does a podcast with Laura Vanderkam, who we had on for episode 105, who helped mm -hmm. us get our acts together with time tracking. Even though she said not to be filled with shame, I'm filled with shame by what, <laughs> what came out of those. But we are so excited to have Sarah here. So welcome. welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we are really glad you're here and we learned a little bit about you and all the amazing things you do in your bio, but we were wondering if you could give us a Sarah 101 where you just talk about where your career started and any pivots that led to where you are today. Sure. So, well, I guess I'm going to start with the blog. So I'm a physician and I started writing the blog, which was not called The Shoebox at the time. It had a really lame name called like Lost and All Alone because I was 24 at the time. <laughs> I used to be the dusty parachute. You don't need to explain. It's yeah, fine. I used to be wonder friend. Yeah. <laughs> and I wrote in that through most of finishing med school, all through residency and fellowship and started work as a full-time pediatric endocrinologist in my current home in South Florida. But there was like something missing in my career. I was doing it full-time. Then I think I was doing it at like 80% time because at that point I had had my second kid. Um, by the way, somewhere in there, I had my first kid in 2012. I had a lot of struggles to get pregnant. So I kind of learned in the infertility space for a little while. Then had my second, went part-time, but I still just like thought there was something missing. So I ended up going into residency education. And so I spent part of my career at that point actually building a residency program from scratch. I was the associate program director for a while. Then I was a program director for a while. I've had like all these iterations. And then COVID happened. I oh, yeah. kind of had like an inner reckoning with like what I really wanted to do. And I love working with residents, but I did not love feeling like I had to please people in like all different sides uh, and manage uh -huh. different people's expectations, which is what a kind of mid-level leadership position is. And I decided, you know what? Let me try to like take this podcasting that I've really been doing in some form or other for like years at this point 
and make wow. it part of my like actual job, step down from the leadership part, keep the clinical part. And so for the last six months, I have been 60% time all clinical. So on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, I see patients. I had my third kid somewhere in there. Sorry, I didn't mean to gloss over her, but um, <laughs> they're now Poor five, nine, kid. and 11. And then I do the podcasting and blogging work kind of like the rest of the time. And it is such a fun combination and I'm really, really loving it. I also am a runner. So I guess you can add that in my dot, dot, dot. I used to run yes. marathons, but my last one was in 2009. However, I've been like bitten by that bug again and I'm I'm finding my old marathon desiring self. So oh, um, boy. I feel like that's a part, big part of my identity these days too as well. And sometimes I even blog about it. But yeah, all this stuff mixed up. I feel like my life is a weird mishmash, but it it is a lot of fun. Oh, it sounds amazing. And I should have had my dot, dot, dot be that I survived the Cap 10K. I never gave my update. I had run a half marathon in February. February. Had not run since then and then had the Cap 10K last week. No, two weekends ago. And I've had nightmares. Like hadn't run. Like had period. not run. Had oh not run. Barely even had gone for extensive walks. And I've had dreams like this before where it's like the next day you're like, oh, I have to run the half marathon. Oh, no, I haven't done anything. And I did it. I lived the nightmare of just like, well, I guess just going to see what happens to my body. And I survived. It was not pretty, but <laughs> I had a better pace than the half marathon, though, which made me kind of sad. But yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Running does when I am actually actively training can become part of your identity and that mm -hmm. dot, 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 especially if you're doing on a regular basis. But yeah. Okay. So we had Laura on a couple months ago and she really got us into the time tracking and thinking about time management. And I know that obviously since you share a podcast with her, you're into that too. So I want to talk about how you manage that time then around the podcast, around the running, around the family. And even though your job is 60%, we all know what a woman's 60% is. That's like it's 110. Yeah, you're, you're doing. <laughs> I'm going to push back at that slightly. Are, are you doing good? That I have become pretty passionate on if I'm signing up for 60%, which means my paycheck is 60%, yes. I'm going to be 100% there on the days that I'm there. But on the days that I'm not there, I'm 0%. And thankfully, I'm in a profession where that does work. I have others, you know, covering on those days and I'm largely mm -hmm. outpatient anyway. And most questions can wait one day. And that's actually why I chose Monday, Wednesday, Friday, rather than like compressing the days. I didn't want people like if something happened on Wednesday, I didn't want someone to have to wait all the way until the next Monday to hear. Right. Me, right. Yes. But um, I do believe that we should Try to work on, if, if we've chosen to go part-time, making sure that I think that's really, really important. I don't think part-time is for everyone, and I think full-time can be awesome. And um, in that case, though, I think it's important to make sure that you're doing 100% and not 120% because yes. you need time left for yourself. So I am not an avid time tracker. I'm actually doing it right now. I try to do it like for a week or two every quintile and I can talk about what I consider a quintile but basically oh, yes. I divide Please a year do. into five yeah. pieces and um oh. like this year I was like okay every quintile I want to try to track my time for like a week or two just to get my bearings but I do not like Laura have a decade-long <laughs> streak of accounting for every yeah. minute because I find it pretty difficult I, I guess I just don't get that granular and sometimes I mean you know you can just get lost in stuff and you're like I don't know what happened I mean I think that happens the worst when you're engaging in a lot of mindless screen time. And I've cut a lot yeah. of that out. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. become a lot better. But still, there's like time with your kids or just time you're like, 
doing stuff that's social and I don't it's hard to like exactly quantify it sometimes. I mean, yeah. it's doable, but I don't enjoy doing it all the time. So I do. I spot check my time. What I do a lot of and I'm very passionate about is planning my time. So every single day I start the day with a plan and I have that plan by looking at what I have going on that week, looking at what I have this also requires planning, but thought about what I might do that week and then putting those things together with my emotional state and my energy and like setting aside, okay, well then what is today actually going to contain? Making a realistic to-do list, which is something that a lot of people struggle with, but I try uh-huh. to help them learn how to not put 75 things on a daily to-do <laughs> And then um, kind of write out my schedule for the day. I love to like mark off little habits throughout the day. It doesn't mean that I'm 100% on doing them every day, but I like to set little goals for myself. And I actually love to plan on paper. So like each day as I decide on my list and I decide on my schedule, I kind of make little boxes for my habits. And then I go about it always feel, not always, but generally feeling like, I don't know, each day I have on my plate what is manageable because I've decided what I'm going to put there. I feel like I am very aware of where the more free time buckets are. And I think the one time I still struggle with sometimes this evening is just because I think I run out of energy. But I actually think I, in some ways, by being aware of this, I learned to respect my own rhythms a little better anyway. And like, I wouldn't plan to do a bunch of work at 8 p.m. because I know it wouldn't end well. Yeah. Now, so, okay. So your habit tracker, I've seen a few, and actually I tried to customize one for myself that was like a, it's like a sheet. It just has like 30 of whatever the habits you are and you can go boom, 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 boom. Or are you picking at the, during the morning being like, okay, I know where I am today and I know I'm not going to do X, Y, Z of those habits. So do you cherry pick then and then put them on your daily planner from that list? Oh, there are so many different ways to track habits and there is no one right way. Yes, some people love to have like a yearly grid. In fact, one of the planners that I love, the Hobonichi, has this cool annual planning page where you could put like 10 habits and put like a dot for each habit like every single day. And that's super cool. But I don't do that at all. I, <laughs> I tend to like prefer to almost feeling like I'm starting fresh every day. Mm-hmm, if I felt like mm-hmm. I was filling a list, if I had two days that were bad, I'd be like, oh, God, why am I doing this? Like, oh, what's that one Jess Leahy has? Mm. Oh, she might have like a write every day or like. It's it's like a glorious, I'm, it might be wooden or something. And you, cool. you boop the button for each of the days. I'll have to get a picture of it. It's really intense. But oh. it is. You pick the one habit you're going to do. And then you, yeah, you boop it every day. That is super cool. But I, that that doesn't fit my sensibilities. Yeah, um, right. I actually just like to write this little rectangle on my daily page. And there's a little, I write M-O-R, a little music note and a D. And those stand for meditate, go outside, read, listen to some kind of music and do Duolingo. I don't know why, but currently I'm sure they'll change. That's actually been like my five like habits on the habit tracker for a long time. But at some point, I'm sure I'll subtract something or add something or whatever. I always kind of think about that at the start of each year. Do I still want to include this? I also work out. So I usually have like a little spot for like what my run or or exercise is for the day. But that's like separate from my little mini habits. And I just do it for the day. I, I, I've i gone through different planners where I'm like, oh, I'm going to, you know, track this long term. But I don't feel like I need that. I would rather just have every day be an opportunity to, like, see how many of those I can get. And then the next mm-hmm. day I get to start over again and see how many of them I can get. Um, oh. For me, it just works better that way. I love oh, that. I don't just having the little acronym. Like, I don't ever add it up and say, like, I did it 272 times. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care. It's just a reminder. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Well, you talked about, I want to hear about the quintiles. I assume you reevaluate your goals and priorities, each of those quintiles. 
So like, how do you go about figuring out what it's going to be when you have so many things you're doing every day? So I, I almost wish I could like share a screen right now, but probably wouldn't work <laughs> and I could share my nested goals. Okay, let me talk about those two things separately. If I was going to trademark one thing, I don't actually know how to trademark anything, but if I did, it would be quintiles <laughs> because I did kind of make it up and I see people using it and I'm like, they didn't even That's put mine. my name on it. <laughs> yes, you should. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead and use it. But mm -hmm. I divide the year into five because the traditional quarters did not make sense to me. I have school-age children. I have a five-year-old, a nine-year-old, an 11-year-old. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be in the school-age phase for like forever, basically. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, going from January to April, April to July, like what's July? In the middle of our summer. I live in South Florida. So like, right. you know, summer starts like basically in May. So I, I don't know. So I decided it made more sense to do like January 1st has to be a cut point because I love January 1st and it's just, I like it. I know it's arbitrary, yeah. but I like it. So January 1st to spring break, spring break till the end of the school year, all of summer, the beginning of school until November 1st. Why November 1st? Because I feel November and December feel kind of special. Yes. Um, like they have Thanksgiving. They have holidays. There, there's so many celebrations. And you're doing lots and lots of reflecting until the next, like thinking about the next year. Yeah, I yes. call it reflection season. So I, I can't, some people are like, well, couldn't quintile four just be like school to the end of the year? But like our school starts in mid-August. So that would make that quintile really long. Really and long. I just feel like yeah. that fall winter is, is set apart. So those are my five quintiles. And the way I approach goals, actually, I guess I take it back. If I was going to trademark two things, it'd be that. And then what I call the nested goal system, which mm -hmm. is that basically that you, you want to have like hierarchies of goals in your life. Here's what I don't recommend doing. Sitting down on January 1st and being like, here's my quintile one goals. Here my, here's my quintile two goals. Here, no, 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 no. You're going to make a list of annual goals and things you really want to prioritize for that year. Like things you're excited about, things you want to move forward in your career. And it's not going to get like super, super specific. I mean, there may be some specific things you want to do, but like thinking about the big things that at the end of the year, you'd be really happy to get done. But then as you're going into a new quintile, and yes, the beginning of the quintile is also the beginning of a quintile is the beginning of the year. But like, let's think about quintile two. You're going into the spring quintile. You go back to that year list and you go, okay, now I'm going to make my quintile two goals because now I see what we have going on the next few months. I see what I feel like, but I have this menu of things that I thought were important for this year. What belongs? What should I pull from this like bigger bowl into this smaller bowl? And like, I think of it as like nested, kind of like Russian mm -hmm. nesting dolls or something like that. And that's where I came up with that. But like, yeah. okay, what am I going to pull into those quintile goals? And then actually you can do that kind of level by level. So when the month starts, Let's say it's May, which is almost May as we're recording this. I don't know when it's airing. For me, that's like the second month of quintile two. I'm like, okay, what do I want to get done in May? Well, I can look back at the goals I made for the quintile. Which of these kind of fit in this incredibly busy month of May? Probably like one thing. <laughs> May. Yes. And et cetera, et cetera. And you can even do that down to the week and down to the day. And I do have like a weekly planning session where I look at what I wanted to do that month. I look at what's on the schedule for this week. I kind of think of the flavor of where we are in the year and how I feel. Like if I'm sick, I'm not going to plan a bunch of things. And I think about what I want to do that week. And that is how I would decide what I want to do each day. Obviously, lots of stuff just gets plopped on the calendar. That's what I call like the hard landscape. You kind of have to mm -hmm. work around that when right. you're working towards the more nebulous goals. But it's combining of both of them that allow you to get done what needs to get done, but also make sure you're incorporating those things that you like want to do to move those big things forward. So that is my, in a nutshell, the, the goal setting system that I use. I love that getting away from the, the regular schedule. We call our new year, like when school starts, that's our new year because yeah. it really is. It's like Jan January 1st is special in the sense that, you know, the, the year is starting. But for most moms with kids who are in school, yeah. like 
your new August. year. <laughs> yeah, it's four. August, it's a yeah. big one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. This is a little bit of a bunny trail aside, but while I was listening to you talk, I was thinking you were talking about that hardscape of things that just get plopped on the calendar. What happens when things just come at you? And I, I am thinking about that particularly today because a couple things popped up in my life today. And I'm like, I really have to take care of that right now. It's not something I could even felt like I could say, no, that's not on my schedule today. That was not on my list today. But then it messed up like the whole rest of my day. So what do you do? Do you have a method for that or do you just roll with it? Well, two things. When did you find out about those things? This morning? Yeah. Like, okay. So it would have been yeah. after you planned out what you were going to do in a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you got a triage. I mean, listen, I got kids. They get sick. Stuff happens at work. Mm-hmm. Like somebody you know, shows up at 4.59 with like a sick kid. And I'm like, oh my God, I was so sick at home. Like, so stuff is going to happen. And I also think like we have to, this is a list that we're hoping to get done. It probably shouldn't have Mm. like 20 things on it. It's going to have a few things. And hopefully none of the things were so emergent that they couldn't wait until the next day. So hopefully stuff is not popping up like crazy stuff every single day. If it is, you might want to look at whether there are some areas in your life where Could you predict some of these things like, you know, by doing a weekly calendar audit, would less things be surprising? Now, I was late to this interview. I messed up your day today. (laughs) So, you know, sometimes stuff is just going to happen. And I'm so sorry about that. But, you know, some things you can't control like that. But you can know, you know, sometimes podcast guests are unpredictable. So like if I hadn't shown today, nice to have some idea in the hopper to like use for next week's episode, et cetera. So like some things you can kind of get ahead of by thinking about what might go wrong. There's a limit to that. You don't want to go crazy thinking of worst case scenario of everything, Um, but also just being kind to yourself when stuff happens. If there's a house emergency, you kind of think about like, okay, those things are not going to happen, but it looks like, you know, next Tuesday looks okay. So let me actually make a note and earmark and see if I can keep next Tuesday morning clear so I can catch up on those things. That might be a way that you handle it. I think it's a really good reminder to just be kind to yourself. Right. Stuff is going to happen. hundred percent. Yes. And you're very, very human. <laughs> well, now, okay. So speaking of keeping ourselves organized, your solo podcast, Best Laid Plans, is like so our happy place. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually, you should get commissioned for, is it jet pens or whatever? I think you led me to that dark, it's a dark, mm-hmm. cheerful place. It's dark yes. because it's where all my money goes, but it's my happy place for everything. Planners, pens, highlighters, everything. But Oh, here's my, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I am in love with my campus. It's this spiral notebook. And I think you've talked about this on your podcast, too. Yes, that's by Kokuyo. And the rings open up, right? They're like the little opening rings. That's beautiful. Because I think I have a a Maruman one that's very similar, but my daughter wants the campus one. And I'm super into it. I am so into it because I, after doing so many different planners that just weren't working for me and it, what I realized what I wanted was just a spiral notebook. That's what I used to use for work. And I used mm-hmm. to have like hundreds of them by the end of the year, but that was how I was used to doing things. I like things that can flop over, mm-hmm. can be shoved in a bag, but I also like the rearrangeability of things, which you can't obviously do as most spiral notebooks. So I love, 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 love this thing, which is where I found that there. And then I also just ordered a five pack of the, what did you just say your favorite? But you lost one of your pens the other day. <gasps> oh, um, the Pilot um, Juice oh, Ups. Yes. I just I ordered the five it. pack and it's being delivered today. And I'm Yeah, we had like a household crisis when I lost my only Pilot <laughs> Juice Up. Now they're like $3, but it was like, I never found it, by the way. 
still don't know where it went. But um, now I, I, I also bought myself like a five or six pack or something. So I feel I feel really good now. Yeah, I, yeah, I hide them. And the problem is occasionally I hide them for myself. But <laughs> I hide them where nobody is going to look. Because if they see a pin, they'll take a pin. Yes. So. Well, I'm notorious for stealing pens anyway from restaurants. Oh, my gosh. Every time we go to my son's (laughs) physical therapist, he grabs one of the pens. It's it's become a joke now, that poor woman. But anyway, okay. So you have seen and you are familiar with probably every pen, every planner, everything available. And I'm sure it probably even changes from season to season, quintile to quintile, about what is going to meet your needs. But if you were going to be stranded on a desert island with only one pen and only one notebook right now, what would it be? Uh, that is hard. Um, <laughs> Pick your favorite well, child. Yeah. Only one pen would probably be the Pilot Juice Up in 0.4 with black ink, with the runner-up being the Pentel Energel Klena 0.4. Um, one notebook that is rough. So not even like, wow. Um, can I have a planner in a notebook? Yes, you can bring a planner and a notebook. Awesome. (laughs) Okay. Well then my planner would be some kind of vertical weekly planner, maybe a hemlock and oak, maybe the sterling ink, one of those. Okay. And then my notebook would be what I'm currently using as my notebook, which is actually astrology notebook. That is just a plain grid paper with a very subtle timeline down the left. And I'm currently loving it because it can be just a blank page as a journal. It can be kind of turned into a daily planning page. I like the paper actually more than the Hobonichi paper. Um, It's still, yeah, I know. I It's still very thin and light. So there's a little bit of like show through, but not bleed through, but like show through. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not as smudgy. Like it absorbs a little bit better. Uh, and like, you know, uh-huh. if you listen to Vesely Plans, my my pet peeve, I'm a left-hander. I drag my hand down yep. the page and I really don't like an ugly smudged page. So the fact that I can use gel pens on this like fine Japanese paper without messing it up, oh, I love it. It feels so great with that pen as well. And it works really well with mild liners. Just a great, great paper. And very oh like affordable. You can even get them on Amazon if yeah. you don't want to use gel pens. And I just oh found, as I was looking for this spiral notebook, we have, it's a, kind of a toy store. It's a very much like a Japanese theme store. So very, like, they have the plushes mm-hmm. and the toys and all kinds of stuff, yeah. but they also have a stationary section. I know. <laughs> and it's like less than a mile from my house. It's mm-hmm. so dangerous every time I drive by. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to go in there. Go okay. In? When you're talking about horizontal planner, just for anybody who's listening on the podcast. Vertical. I'm sorry, vertical. So what what does that look like? If you're explaining, yeah, I prefer for my weekly layout. Now, there's, there's, if you use an electronic calendar like Mm -hmm. Google Calendar, and that is your source of truth for like what's happening in your life, great. You might not need a vertical layout, but for me, I actually have my paper be my source of truth. So I really like to be able to like see the week laid out so I can kind of see the spaces. And I feel like vertical is the best for that, usually with some kind of hourly markings along the side. Yeah. Almost like I can turn it into a paper Google Calendar. Best even if there's extra space in addition to the hours where I can put some weekly things. So often if the if the hours go all the way to midnight, I can repurpose those evening hours when I'd be asleep anyway and put like Uh the activities, what we're making for dinner. I kind of put them in their own horizontal row. I've been planning with that kind of a weekly layout for a long time. And I don't see that changing unless I ever move to more electronic, but I doubt it. So do you have... Do you have a Google Calendar at all? Because that's how my husband I mean, and I like do dibs it. on time. Like if we want, if right. we want to do a book club or a, he goes to one of his writer groups or whatever, like 
We got to do dibs on the Google calendar to whoever gets that <laughs> night. And so how do you do yeah, that? That's that how we do family, family share. Mm -hmm. So my husband uses a Google calendar, sort of. I mean, yeah, I don't know how much he actually references it, but he has it. And so if there's an activity that I think he needs to know about in the evening, I do make an, I, I have it. And so I, and I'll send him and I'll invite him. But so I use Google calendar and like generally I don't mess up the invites like I did today. I'm like reasonably good at it. <laughs> But my paper calendar is my source of truth. So how do you know about an event that goes through Google Calendar? Well, you get emailed about it. And so in yeah. my mind, I'm not like saying yes to anything until I've looked at that email and I do clear my email out to Inbox Zero. So I'm not going to miss anything that I'm getting oh invited to and write it into my paper calendar. It sounds laborious. It is fully not. I am a very efficient <laughs> I, I need to look at my inbox right now. My Don't look. Don't look. Let me see here. Uh -oh. I'm an Inbox Zero girl too. If there's a red number, it makes my heart hurt. I like think I can't take it. Around oh, ten thousand six hundred and ninety seven. <laughs> Unread? Well, you know what you're allowed to do when you have that many is you're allowed to delete. Just keep the first two pages and just archive everything else and you'll be fine. Oh my gosh. Cause I keep yeah, my the chest is thing. a little tight right now, Suzanne. But I keep it as a diary. Like I I was just yeah. writing a letter where I had to refer back to, well, oh, when did I start on the board of Carrying Hope? And so I just go search for Carrying Hope. and I, I can look, also search I for every as... single email. It just goes into archives. Oh, it's not yeah, they're gone. just gone. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. okay. Yeah, okay, that's what that's I do true. with them too. Now I just feel shame again. <laughs> so I, have a, I have the dumbest question. I know there's not supposed to be any dumb questions, but this is dumb, but I'm fixated on it. And maybe there's somebody else out there who feels like I do. So... When my calendars are on paper, the, the issue that I have run into is things change and you have to move things and things pop up and then it gets messy and I can't handle it when it's messy. So how do you handle that? What's your strategy? You're going to laugh. Okay. So when that happened to an extreme degree, like 2020, I was like, I'm getting yeah. a planner. I cannot look at all these things crossed off. This is so depressing. Like everything is crossed <laughs> off. Literally, another week, another fun thing crossed off. Like I, I got a new, I got a brand new fresh planner, and I do actually sometimes replace. I I would say I switch planners every few months, so that helps a little bit. Yes, it's it my does. own personal quirk. I don't necessarily recommend that. But the other thing I do is I'll use a sticky note, or I'll just put a line through something. Mm -hmm. I'll put a sticker on top and write the new thing. I'm not afraid okay. to just put an X and put it like a triangle. That means like changed. So, oh, and you use frictions. I don't love. I have the frictions. Real, well, I don't love the writing of, but I, don't I sure like the way love the write. way you can erase them. I do love. For that. me, it's not worth the trade-off in writing, which is why, yes. again, pilot juice up. But I, I get the appeal. I do. <laughs> and in fact, it might be nice to have those to use just for things that I'm not sure about. But my mm. current practice is if something's a little tentative, I do. I have tiny little cute sticky notes from jet pens, so I just uh -huh. write on the sticky note. Put the sticky note in the planner; they don't fall out. And then if it doesn't happen. Rip it off. Gone. What you said that frees me more than anything that has ever freed me before is that <laughs> you, <laughs> this is like a life-changing moment I'm having here. You get a new planner. I get so hung up. So I've bought this planner. I'm going to use it for the year. It's going to be my record of 2023. And then it doesn't go well and it gets messy and I'm upset. I'm going to get a new planner. Like Planners? I mean, some of them are not cheap. Some of them, right. like a really lucky planner, might be $60 or even like $80 for Anconjun. But there are also plenty of excellent planners to be had underneath the $20 price point, which is like the price of lunch these days. I mean, right. not really, but almost. So Sometimes, if it's yeah. something you look at every day and it's bothering you, I say it's worth it's worth moving on. Yes. And I don't change daily because that would be a total pain. But um, 
I've already yeah. changed. What is it? It's, it's we're, we're headed into May. I'm on my second planner, oh my. 2023. That's okay. okay. My second weekly planner. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I turn my planners into some type of archaeology thing where I've same thing where I wanted to look up in my email. I've, I have planners from decades ago where I still mm -hmm. have them. Like, do you throw them away? Do you just toss them? I you do. Keep I keep a <gasps> few. So uh -huh. I like to be able to say like, oh, look, I have like my planner for like when I had my first baby and I was tracking oh, pumping. Like, I yes. almost feel like one every five to 10 years is like the sweet but I go through a lot of them and I am a thrower outer in general. So I just mm -hmm. recycle a lot of my planners, which I know it's like sort of sacrilegious, but it's also freeing, right? Because then it's also like these are to be used and enjoyed while I have them. Mm -hmm. I'm not making a craft like it's, right. it's OK if, if I had to cross everything off because either I can move on or I can just turn the page and I don't need to keep it. And it's yeah, it's not permanent. It's right. Transient. That's true. Well, I've been enjoying customizing because I get the paper then that goes with my campus and then you can make whatever you want in Canva and then you just print them out and you just shove them in there. So I have fully customized and I even have it built in with my little time tracker. Like, yes. That's so fun. Awesome. That's what I think I'm doing next. I'm gonna Are you printing it. it onto like the quality paper, like Cucuyo paper? Like yes. And it prints well on there? Yeah, it prints really nicely. Amazing. And I love I've that. I hadn't heard of that. Oh, yeah. I've got it all set up in the canvas so that, you know, it's offset on each side to accommodate the spiral. And yes. And then I'm if I don't like the us. format, I just take those pages out and yeah. I, I start fresh. Make so, a new one. Yes. I, I, that's why I love this thing. It's, it's very accommodating to my whims and my failures. <laughs> I'm into that. You have to send me a picture of your, of your template. I, I think will, I will. if we can figure out how to share your template and if you're willing to do that, we should put that like in show notes and in our group. I would be happy to. And then you all have to go buy this really expensive B5 size <laughs> spiral notebook to make it work. <laughs> I think that's what I'm buying next because my current plan is not working perfect. for me. It's not? You had it's such not. high hopes. I, I thought it was going to change my life, but turns out you can't like I, I'm in charge of that right like the planner can't do that uh, but it's too heavy is really the problem with it it's beautiful and what are you it's using great. which one is it I don't want to say oh it's a Dutch okay. it's a Dutch and Deckel and it's oh, I haven't heard of that beautiful and you can kind of customize when you order it and it's the most lovely book and it sits on my desk on my blotter on my desk and it looks beautiful but it weighs a lot. And so I don't carry it around with me. And that's the problem. Mm. Form over function. It's a hard yep. battle. Yep. So I thought I might leave it on my desk and still use it to do some planning. But I need I need the thing that I carry with me. Huh. Okay. <laughs> so think about that. If you order Dutch and Deckel, you don't have to order them by the year, which is what I did. You can order for a few months at a time or even less maybe. And then they don't weigh a thousand pounds. So <laughs> think about that. As soon again, as we're off, I'm Googling them. They sound fascinating. Again, the spiral yeah, notebook. I mean, so lovely. Yeah. I think that's part of it is just because we're never sure exactly what we're going to want. And I think every single planner we've ever bought, we have been 100% sure was going to like change our life. Yeah. But to Missy's oh, yeah. point, I think there's a lot more things we need to work through. <laughs> An inanimate clump of paper cannot change me. <laughs> you know, Fix player me. can be a tool when you feel like you're starting fresh. It can yes. give you a little bit of energy. It's not going to last for months and months on end, especially if it's not no. a good fit or you're trying to like make it work when it doesn't really. And I know that's why I sometimes like to switch. 
I, somebody asked me like to design my dream planner and I had so much fun like thinking about what I would include if I was like starting from scratch. And one thing that I thought would be cool would be like a little booklet for the daily part that you could like throw out each quintile, like start mm. fresh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just build in that element so that you're, you get to start something new every few months and kind of have that fresh, clean energy, even if you're not replacing yeah. the whole thing. Yes. Which you can kind of do with yours, Suzanne. You could kind of do that. I know. And I have yeah. a million times. I have reformatted this like a bunch of different times. And I I really do think I'm getting there. I'm going to patent it as soon as I get there. <laughs> but then again, it is so individual. And I do think it is. It's just a process of learning what works for you and maybe trying. You know what I have also found? Get on one of those buy nothing groups, the Facebook groups in your neighborhood oh, uh-huh. or whatever, because towards about March, there seems to be a lot of people who are deciding that theirs did not work for them. Arrange like a neighborhood swap, like, okay, everybody one street to the left. Let's <laughs> <It's> exchange <laughs> planners, see if the next one works. But another thing, talk about really great habits and being organized. The fact that you are committed to a daily writing practice like Mm -hmm. is just so epic to me. I think I've only met one other writer and we've been in the blogging community for going on a decade now. And I think everybody's like, oh, if I get one once a month, mine's probably once a year. I cannot even imagine. I can't remember the last time I wrote something on my blog. So is that something that you consciously set out and like, this is a goal, I'm going to do this every day? Or is it something that just helps you shake the dust off? Like, what what is that? I mean, first I do miss days sometimes. So it's not like I have like an unbroken... My blog has been around since 2004. Wouldn't it be great if I had like wow. an unbroken 20-year streak? I do oh not. Amazing. 100% I do not. Um, <laughs> but I love writing. I love writing a post. I process things. I think about things. I never, no, not never. Now I'm going to jinx myself. But I almost <laughs> never sit down and I'm like, I don't have anything to say. I don't plan any of my posts in advance. The only thing I can say I do is that I do always post my workouts lately on Sunday, like my what my runs were that week. Mm-hmm. And I tend to do something called five on a Friday, but then the contents of five on a Friday are like any five random things. So it's not even like that's anything. And other runs, mm-hmm. I just write whatever is in my head. And it's very interesting. Like every once in a while, I'll have some like passionate, impassioned thing that just like comes out and I had no plan to do it. And it took me 20 minutes. And then I either get like hundred, well, not a hundred, but like a whole bunch of supportive content comments or every back in the COVID years, I might write something and get a lot of people were in moods back then. <laughs> people were in moods. And it's funny because yeah. I'm, I'm like, but I just sat down and for 15 minutes to write this, like I did, I wasn't, you know, I'm not like writing a journal thinking. article. Yeah, I've been thinking, I'm processing. It's, yeah. Oh my gosh. And so and I just love doing it. Obviously, I wouldn't do it if I didn't love doing it. I don't get much out of the blog. Like, I mean, I have ads on my site. Actually, I have more ads than I want to have. All of a sudden, they like doubled and I don't understand what happened, but I'm trying to figure it out. Um, <laughs> but it's not like the blog is like a lucrative venture. It's right. just I love doing it. I love the audience. I love the fact that some people have been reading my writing for like so many years. I mean, that's just cool and amazing. And yes, I don't know if I'll ever stop writing like I might be writing when I'm 80. I'm so glad you amazing. do. And I I do think actually we're seeing a move back because um, Facebook took that away. Well, didn't take it away. We gave it to Facebook and that, okay, the things that we used to write over here, these blog posts about now we're doing either long form Facebook or sharing pictures yes. there, whatever the case may be. They're monetizing that. They're taking our stuff. And I just, part of me, if I ever have like a uninterrupted month, I just want to go back through Facebook and like take every single post and like, own it like take that back um 
I, I guess it. there's I no better time I, than today. I never felt like I was soul bearing on. I mean, I, I don't know. I never used social media in that way. And even when I tried to, like, I'd make a page, I'd like never go to it. Like, I have always right. been going to my own thing. And I did quit Facebook in 2016. I quit Instagram in 2021. Two of the best decisions I've ever made. I'm never joining another social media. I mean, the closest thing I get to social media is Strava, which is like a running app. And it oh, almost yeah. feels too much like social media to me. Um, oh, wow. But I have mine set to like, I don't follow that many people and I have mine set to private. So it's not crazy. Do mm-hmm. you have a thing that is a, like a guilty pleasure time suck that I think for a lot of us is social media? Like, do you have a thing? I have a thing that I don't like that I do, which is if I get really stressed, I, I like just start checking stuff. Like I'll just check email and I'll check WhatsApp and I'll check email again and then I'll check my text and then I'll text somebody mm. and then I'll check my email. Like, so I feel like that's the only thing left. And every once in a while I go to Reddit. Like I don't really post ever, but right. I'll like, look at the threads and mostly the threads I look at are like stationary related and <laughs> I don't really find it to be terrible but then no i don't know it sort of has some of the same compare what i like better about reddit is nobody's trying to be a reddit star so people are not like selling themselves in the way that everyone started to on Mm -hmm. instagram so i do like that it's it's like more back in the heyday of like looking at a prodigy bulletin board or something like that okay i just (laughs) dated myself so bad i was born in 1980 i yeah that was my first exposure to the internet in like the late 80s or early 90s or whatever but um I still don't love when I do it. So I actually try really hard not to do it. I, I look at my, I keep my screen time widget on my front of my phone. I forget what blog I learned that from. Maybe Grateful K. Okay. forget mm-hmm. that. I was like, great idea. And I try to keep it under like 100 minutes a day, which sounds like a lot. But a lot of it's just like, let's check the weather. Let's pull up my text. Yes. Okay, I got a WhatsApp or like I'm using Google Maps. So it's n- it's actually not a lot of like actual scrolling mm-hmm. time or anything. Right. Um, yeah, those are, that's my that's really what's left. Hopefully I can get rid of that. Yeah. I mean, it all is that little dopamine hit of like, whoa, did something show up? Ooh, did something show up? Yeah. That's the checking. It's such a slot machine. It's yes. Like, yes. Like, ooh, I got a happy, I'm in a bad mood. And three days ago, I got a really cool email. So let's see if one might magically pop up. <laughs> you know what? I was thinking about that. So, <laughs> I was thinking about that so much yesterday that I actually had a dream that I won a slot machine and it was really exciting, but it all came out in nickels and it was like a thousand dollars. Okay, not in nickels. That's a really down a thousand dollars in nickels. It's just a lot of buckets. Yes. <laughs> a lot of buckets. They can go to the bank just like anything else. Oh my gosh. Oh, I could seriously talk to you for a week about all the things that would get my life organized. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners could do. And I love the fact of, you know, bringing humanity back to things. The fact you're doing the blog posts, the fact that social media is not like your place where you're connecting with people and taking that to the extreme and doing your uh, Best Laid Plans Academy, where you actually get to see people and their actual faces in human contact. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, you say human contact. So I have two things. that I'm doing. So I'm doing Best Laid Plans Academy, which is I'm now like midway through my second round of it. And it's basically a seven, I don't want to say lecture, but like seven meeting series where we go through all the different horizons of planning from annual to daily and then all the stuff in between. And it's kind of like classroom size and I teach it, but then people also ask questions. And then there's a lot of like interactive time. Like I'll say like, okay, in the next five minutes, I want you to identify where all your inboxes are so that we can like then delve into it, like whatever. So I'm trying to take people from like, I'm not sure I like my system to, okay, I have a really good system that I'm confident in. I know where my goals are. I 
I feel like I've had a thoughtful structure to how I plan my time. So that's my goal at the end of Busplay Plans Academy. I think I'm doing pretty well. It's been really, really fun. It's very interactive and people enjoy the accountability and like supportive atmosphere. So that's been great. I've done two rounds. I'm not sure when I'm going to open my third round up probably like quintile four. So like back to school, (laughs) kind of like that time frame. Um, But I only open those up like one at a time. And then I decided that with all this Zooming, that what was missing from my life was like live. Like I wanted to meet people and see them. And I was like, this is the worst business decision ever, but I'm going to do a live retreat. So I booked a hotel and we're doing it. And so there's Best Laid Plans Live is in November in Fort Lauderdale. You can get information on my website if you want. And I'm going to take people through like planning their next year. So it's um, two nights. And like, you'll come and we'll have like some fun sessions. Like, well, you know, the first night's like a social kind of like happy hour type party. And then during the day, I'm going to actually take you through it. There's going to be like a special workbook and you're going to get your own little notebook and then talk about like your priorities for the next year. And I'll just like help people will plan together. So I am so, so excited for that. And um, it's it's not full, but it's getting there. And um, yeah, so if you're interested, check it out. And I'm it's 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 like a crazy idea because I'm idea. learning like it's a lot riskier and harder to put something together in person than it is on Zoom. Zoom, there's like all these structures and like apps almost, but when you're doing mm-hmm. something live, like, I don't know, it's harder, yeah. but I, I think it's going to be so fun. And I hope oh, it it's going to be amazing. I, I think it's a wonderful idea. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. I do too. And I hope, I hope everybody goes and signs up and maybe Suzanne and I need to go sign I up. No. Laura's coming. Laura has registered as a participant that's awesome live and i'm like it's very nice of you she's like no i actually want to go yeah because she really needs to get her shit together (laughs) she just wants to be away from her kids so she can plan in peace and i'm providing the venue for that yes that is amazing i mean that is a gift to yourself for sure that you and you're going into that busy season of life already with some structure around what that first quintile is going to look like for you exactly that's why i did it in november and not in january i could see the logic for doing it in january and honestly our weather is better in january than it is in november (laughs) but um i thought you know people want to plan before so you can hit the ground running in the new year Um, but we'll see maybe in the future depending on feedback the the one for the year after might be might be january we'll see yeah Oh, okay. Well, our time has gone way too fast. I know. But before we jump to our look, listen, learns, tell our listeners where they can find all of this information and find you. And we will put it in our show notes as well. Yeah. The easiest place is just go to theshoebox.com, T-H-E-S-H-U, which are my initials, B-O-X.com. And you'll find links to the podcasts or you can find best laid plans on any podcast platform or best of both worlds with Laura Vanderkam and me on any podcast platform as well. Awesome. Okay. Not put it all in the show notes. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I know I followed you on Instagram. I was like, this is an old picture. <laughs> I have an Insta that still exists because I wanted to, if people were searching for me, I wanted them to be able to find my other stuff. And I right. left my old stuff up. But I yeah. think I put like basically an away message. I'm like, I'm not here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah like you're going to get new stuff it. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, if anybody is new to the podcast today, we are so glad you're here. And every week we do a look, listen, learn segment. And it's just a few minutes talking about things we might be reading, watching, discovering new products. Sometimes it's silly. Sometimes it's serious. And we hate to put our guests in the hot seat. So Suzanne, you're going first this week. What are you look, listening, learning? Let's see. So I am looking at Barry 
<laughs> Bill Hader. <laughs> Have you, do you watch this show? I love oh my Barry. gosh. He's okay. So I fell in love with him as Stefan on SNL and he's just amazing on anything on SNL. And the fact that he has the range to go from that to this killer for hire, just this right. sociopath murderer is just crazy. And then, oh gosh. He's so the, good. You kind of forget he's a murderer. I know. And you really pull for him. Yeah. <laughs> but, and they also, I know your favorite, the Fonz is on there, of course. Yes. Henry Winkler is amazing. And then this, uh, oh, I don't know the actor's name who plays NoHo Hank. My I favorite. just can't get enough. Oh my gosh. They're all just such talented actors. I think this is the, this is the final season, right? Am I making that up final season? It's so dark and it's so like the last episode, I don't think I exhaled the whole episode. I'm I'm not caught up. So yeah, but it's it's back. It's back. The season just started last week, a couple weeks ago. So yeah, watching that I am listening to, I've got two books and I, I'm going to pull the kj mantra and not like speak too much of them because i did not like them so much (laughs) Um, but burnham wood is a very interesting concept but super wackadoo ending but i can't explain why it's wackadoo or else i'm just going to ruin everything and then i also just listened to a book called bunny which i do not even know Eventually, I had to start listening to it at like one and a half speed because I'm like, I don't think it's going to get better. (laughs) I think here's the thing. It's so like bizarre and conceptual that I I was thinking like, oh, this is a dumb book. How is this lady so smart? And she like is a teacher somewhere fancy. But I think if I would have been listening to Fight Club, like reading Fight Club or one of these movies or whatever, I think would just be really bizarre if you're like, I don't, I don't get it. It's weird. And it's kind mm-hmm. of that. It's very dark, kind of mean girls. What's hmm. the one where all the girls were like Heathers? Oh, yeah. Kind of Heathers, a little Witches of Eastwick, but not the okay. humor part. <laughs> um, it's just, it's about a bunch of, it's like a group of five women who are in an MFA writing program at a school, which I'm guessing is meant to be Brown because that's where the author did her MFA and uh, Ricky uh-huh. talk about New England. But it's a group of four of these bunnies who are like the cool girls and then the one who's the outcast. And it just starts like, oh, this is interesting, these dynamics or whatever. And then it just gets crazy off the rails, nut nuts, like I can't even, again, I can't even explain I'm curious. Like, I don't want to, I might go to the library and get that. I don't know. You can't read at one and a half speed that way. (laughs) I guess you can just skip pages. I can just, yeah. But it's the book, it's the book for my fancy book club. So I'm very curious to, I went and read on Amazon because it's like, is it just me? Because this is like, what, the fourth book that I'm like, I don't know. I don't like this book. And I'm thinking maybe I just have low class reading habits. I don't know. I know, but you like what you like. And you you should not be required to like something just because everyone says it's amazing. And I yeah. I occasionally will pick up something that's won a big award and think, nope. Because yeah. a lot of times those books are just on a different level and I'm not looking for that. I'm yeah. looking for an escape that is simpler. All the important people, quote unquote, important people have said this this genius and a work of art and fabulous. So I don't think I'm going to like tank her sales by saying that it was not my favorite read. (laughs) So 
<laughs> so that's it with the bunnies and the Burnham Wood. And the other thing, I'm finally listening to Selena Gomez instead of Taylor Swift because everybody's oh, done with Tay-Tay around here besides me. So I'm mixing it up. Awesome. They're her best friend. That's I, I just... <laughs> If I can't listen to Taylor, I'm going to listen to her best friend. That's right. So. That's right. I was joking. Well, that's I me. I'll never finish. All right. That's what about, you. What, what about, about you, Sarah? you, Sarah? Oh, I'm next. I thought maybe you were next. Okay. So <laughs> books, I am never like the first one to read something, but I love Curtis Sittenfeld. And when I saw she had a new book coming out, she's the one who wrote Prep. She wrote Rodham. She, I've like every yeah. single book she's oh, put out. Yeah. I went on the library hold list and I was like, I'm going to be first because I, I put it like before the book came out and it worked. Like I got, I didn't sit on any list. So I already Amazing. read it. It was so good. I love, I love her work. And it's about um, basically a writer on like a fictional version of um, Saturday Night Live. It's called something else. But um, yeah. it also was the second book I have read in a row with the plot line of like normal looking woman seduces very hot star which is weird because like <laughs> two books in a like in a row but it's okay this one was my favorite one and i thought it was just so well done and the characters were charming and i loved it so that would be my look i guess i can give you a tv show too i've been loving bad sisters i mean that might not be news to people but that's <gasps> so, so awesome i'm not done so like i won't spoil okay. anything and you cannot spoil anything but okay we'll was, give our like, i had strep i caught strep from the kids which i feel like sounds like Aww. a great child illness but um, i watched it for covid yeah it must be, it must I just, be my dad binge. and like let it was so soothing and like engaging. It was perfect. And then, wow, learn is a little tougher. I used to learning a lot about running. Even though I knew a lot about running, I have a coach, which is like very indulgent because I'm not like anywhere in a level that would need a coach. It's just no, totally everybody needs a coach. That's everybody our mantra. Everybody and I'm in a running a group with people who are like faster than me. So I'm always learning new tips and tricks from them. And it's just fun to just like immerse in that world, just like I would immerse in the world of planners and pens and like it's just another thing to get mildly obsessed with and i think it's very fun oh that's such yeah, a great i have a, i have a couple of friends who they run kind of as a group with a coach mm -hmm. so but they all do that and i think uh, my running's not to that point but maybe i could get to that point if i had a coach tell me how to do it right and maybe if i didn't try to do 10ks after not running for three months <laughs> I don't think many coaches would recommend that particular training, no. strategy, but you made it work. No. You made it work. <laughs> you survived anyway. We'll put work in quotes. <laughs> I think it's so admirable that you're in a group where everybody's faster than you are, because a lot of people could join that and just be like, oh, I don't fit here. Not but everybody is. Actually, that's why it's not scary. Like there's other people yeah. that are very similar. Um, but the but like the person who started the group is so much faster than I will ever and be. And it's a great people. way to learn. Love it. Yeah, such a great yes. way to learn from somebody who's doing things a little differently. Yes. yes. Or who has natural talent that I don't possess. <laughs> <laughs> some people just are born to run. Yeah, so they're yeah. born with it. It's not Maybelline. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you, Missy? Yeah. Um, let's see. I just watched the um, second season of Single Drunk Female, uh -huh. which the first season was a look, listen, learn some time ago. Uh, I really, really love that show. And um, it got me to watch. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I went and pulled up The Breakfast Club because Ali Sheedy is the mom in Single Drunk Female. And then Molly Ringwald is a character in the second season. And so I was like, I just kind of want to go watch The Breakfast, Breakfast Club again. So I had one day that was all Addie, Ali Sheedy, Molly Ringwald. It was really fun. Oh, fun. Um, and The Breakfast Club is so, it's, I hadn't watched it in years. It's so different than what I remembered of it. Like, yeah. I recommend going to watch it again. I can't decide if I think it holds up. 
but I think it does. It may be one of the John Hughes movies that holds up the best. Um, still a lot of stereotypes and stuff that we would not deal with today, but it's still the like what they're talking about and what these kids are thinking about is that kind of stuff never ends. Family relationships and school and life and that never changes. Yeah. I'm still so. mad that they made over Ali Sheedy, though. Oh, yeah. So let's see. My learn. Well, I have two learns, actually. One is silly and one's a little more serious. But I learned about the pink stuff, which Suzanne and I have a group of friends. And our friend Leanne brought up that she was cleaning her Dutch oven with it. And I didn't know you could use it on pots. So I had the pink stuff, had never used it. Can you explain what the pink stuff is for people that are not on our text thread? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a cleaner and um, it it comes in a little tub pink tub and it's called the pink stuff and it's supposed to be so versatile and clean all these things so i bought it i don't know probably three to six months ago i can't remember when i bought it and i thought well i'm just going to clean all these things and i had never opened the little tub of cleaner but then (laughs) suzanne i mean then leanne mentioned that she used it to clean a pot and i'm like i didn't even know it did that which if you read on the side that's one of the things it says it's best for is cleaning pots and pans so we have our lodge like enameled Dutch oven was a little sad looking. So I went after it the other night and it felt so good. So <laughs> go buy the pink stuff. You can get it on Amazon and I'm sure many other places too, but it's great. And it doesn't smell bad and it doesn't feel toxic. And it's just, I don't know what it is. I have no idea what it is, but it was great. <laughs> and then my other learn is I am trying to learn how to make, do a good pitch for a book. I want to enter a contest that's coming up soon and I have to get my pitch down to 250 words. And um, yeah, I'm learning a lot. Pitch Wars? Is that what it's called? It's not Pitch Wars. It's with tall poppy writers, but they're doing a pitch contest. It's open until May 9th. Well, I'll post the link to it. Um, 250 words seems like plenty, and yet it is not enough. Like learning to boil everything down has been hard. It'll be so good, though. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Hold me. Hold me (laughs) while I do this. You can do it. Hey, if I can finish a book proposal in five years, you can do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do it in five years. May 9th. No, in five years. May 9th is what I've got. Oh, my goodness. There we go. All right. So much fun. Oh, my gosh. I need to listen to this episode like five more times and, <laughs> and take all the notes. Well, we'll have all the notes in the show notes for anybody yes. who missed anything as far as I scribbled so many notes and papers and pens and all the things. Because, yeah, you've tried them all. <laughs> well, I don't. I haven't tried them all. There are so many. There's like there infinity are so many players out there. I mean, you even named one I didn't know. Like people, people, you must know them all. Like no, there's like hundreds, literally. Of there are, yes. But I know a lot of them, and I it's so fun. <laughs> so thank you so much for having me. This was great. Oh well, thank you so much for so fun us. talking with you. Yes, I'm so excited, and I will share. I'll share my one that I designed, and then Missy, even though it didn't work for you, yeah, let's definitely share yours so people because who knows, it might yeah. be the one that fits someone else's needs perfectly. Right? So. And if you have like, if you don't have to carry your stuff around with you, it's perfect. Yeah, so so people don't. If if you just remain stationary at your desk twenty four hours a day, yeah, or if you're a lot stronger than I am, maybe I'm just a weenie. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you again. Really appreciate it, and so glad to finally meet you. Have a great afternoon. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. 
Thank you so much for joining us for the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show today. And if you know someone else who could benefit from today's episode, be sure to share it with them. Also, please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in the show notes over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, you can find us at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. You can find links to the group, all of our socials, and our questions and comments section over at our website, momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you so much. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.